Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 187 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's been going on in our own lives. Uh, Carly, I normally I ask you first. I'll, I'll be, I haven't been to a theme park in a week. <laughs> I have been sitting in my office typing away on my uh, unofficial guide, upcoming editions. So I've got nothing interesting to say. So Carly, tell <laughs> us all what you've been up to, because I know you've been on some uh, adventures this week. Yes, uh, a lot of adventures. So I went to, I've been waiting for this trip for months because it was delayed a little bit. I went to the first theme park in the Caribbean. It is Kathmandu Park in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. There's uh, a Kathmandu in Mallorca, Spain, which mm-hmm. I haven't been to. But this is kind of the first in a new phase that they're going into where they have like a hotel connected. It's an all-encompassing experience. It was amazing. There's several e-ticket attractions. My favorite was a dark ride. It kind of was like amazing adventures of spider-man meets ratatouille with you know physical set pieces and it was actually done by the uh designers behind spider-man so these are like high level what you'd expect from like a world-class theme park just it's it's a micro park Uh yeah i understand this is uh folks from falcons um yeah yeah, and they i remember every year i go and see their booth at iapa and they've been involved in so many big projects big ips for major parks and this is kind of like them getting to design a whole a whole park and it's uh, it's an original ip i guess there's a there's a yeti involved i I know there's a yeti character that's real popular in their spain park i i love the theming so it's the hidden realms of Kathmandu. there's a yeti it's kind of like that spirit of adventure mixed with a little bit of steam punk there's like mm. a robot in there there's kind of like this adventurer guy you know who's an explorer the storylines are really 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 interesting the atmosphere itself is the level of immersive theming that you expect from like a disney wow so catman do the entire park they said it was inspired by like nepal so it was very animal kingdom mm. vibes uh very well done. Uh, so there's a few attractions, the dark ride. My favorite was actually, I was surprised, was um, a blaster shooting game. Mm. But you're in a theater that doesn't move, uh, but your seat moves. Oh. Yes. So that okay. was actually one of my favorite. I love, like, competition games. I love, like, mm-hmm. Men in Black. So, you know, that's my style. Wonderful park. The attached property was probably the nicest Caribbean resort I've ever stayed in. Wow. It's family friendly, but like to me, it felt like luxury. You know, it mm-hmm. was really, really nice. Uh, you could definitely tell the European company, like Malia, that's behind it, made sure it had that level of excellence. And then you have, you know, the attractions and technology from Falcons, and it was, it was amazing. You have the beach right there, so it was kind of like all these different little vacations in one place. So if you want to go mm. to the park for a few hours, you go to the park. If you want to just relax by the pool, you go to the pool, go to the beach. So I kind of like that, you know, it just felt like totally different vibes. Uh, The park itself was really interesting. So anyone can go into the park. You just can't go on the attractions without purchasing them. Okay. So it's like the old e-ticket 
kind of thing yes. where you can walk around and see mm -hmm. it and just pay for so ride. Their pillar is live <clears throat> entertainment. So everywhere mm. you go, there's live entertainment, bands, oh, wow. you know. So it kind of felt like I was in a Disney Springs because there's restaurants and food mm -hmm. trucks and bars, a Disney Springs with maybe even more hyper-concentrated live entertainment, plus there was attractions. Wow. That's yeah. a great model. Um, it really, really, really was cool. It, it's open till 1 a.m. on the weekends. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it was just so different. Than I, I am not real familiar with Punta Cana. Usually when I go to the Caribbean, it's on a cruise ship. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's really a cruise port destination. So this is no. some, a place that you would have to fly to. Correct. Particularly yeah. for mm -hmm. this. Yeah, um, um, that was my first time going to the Dominican mm -hmm. Republic. Definitely, it's like that all-inclusive thing. And where I stayed, the park was included with it. But you yep. can also just purchase a ticket outright. That sounds great. Um, I'll put that on my bucket list of uh, mm -hmm. places to was, take a vacation it someday. Was, it was relaxing. I never come back from the theme park vacation and be like, oh, I actually don't feel like I want to die. Don't feel stressed. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, the, the scale of it is built so it's not exhausting like a, a mm -hmm. Disney park or something. Right. Like that. I, I'm, I'm like really into this whole micro park trend. I just think it's so fascinating, especially with Universal. I would say we've got a lot more coming in the next few years. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I think it's like a good, it'll, be a good indicator of what you know how other people can kind of like flex their creative muscles but on a budget that's like this compared to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know this but uh, you don't need 17 billion dollars so right and yeah. so i know like people like should i go on a theme park vacation or, or an all-inclusive vacation this was like both yeah best <laughs> of both worlds it was the best of both worlds so it was just it's so different so fun i want to go to mallorca now <laughs> to check that one out well uh that sounds fantastic and i am very jealous of your trip uh, so without any further ado let's just jump into the news All right, we're going to start out with some sad news for fans of old school islands of adventure attractions um Poseidon's Fury, uh, the last remaining attraction at the Lost Continent, is going to close permanently on uh, May 10th to make way for, quote-unquote, new experiences. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I would say it's one of the park's last original attractions. It's, it's not really an original attraction because the original attraction only lasted a year or so right. before it was revamped um most of the same effects same basic idea um but uh this is a walkthrough attraction live kind of a live special effects show where you don't sit down uh you walk from room to room and there's mist screens and lasers um you know it, it opened here around the same time as phantasmic uh, opened over at disney's hollywood studios or back then it was mgm so it was kind of a lot of the same sort of effects um, and you're caught up in a, a battle between uh, Poseidon, the Greek god, and uh, Lord Darkanon, uh, who uh, I'm not sure what kind of god he is. Uh, maybe you've got <laughs> a, a bad, bad <laughs> action figure, CGI, I don't know. Um, but uh, I've got a special place in my heart for this show uh, for the performers. Uh, a lot of great talent has, has uh, played mm -hmm. Taylor in there over yeah. the years. Uh, got, it was a good stepping stone for a lot of people who who went on to other things. And so the last day is May 9th. Will you get, get to see it? Uh, are you sad to see it? I, 
I mean, I am because of just, there's really nothing like it, but mm. this just felt like we already knew it was happening. So it was just like, eh, I could already see it happening. You know, it was for so long during COVID. Uh, I don't know. Change is always good, I guess. Honestly, I mean, it was kind of shocking. Uh, it was closed for so long after COVID. Right. And when it came back, they, they did invest quite a bit of time and money refurbishing it. Um, so it was kind of surprising that they would leave it closed that long and then put the effort to reopen it. And then, I, you know, like a year and a half or so later now, right. it's closing. Uh, it seems like a lot of time and expense and effort for... I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we're doing so much cool stuff. So they are. They are. And me excited for what could possibly replace it. Yes. And uh, there is lots of speculation online. Um, uh, my my personal fingers are crossed for something involving Legends of Zelda. I think that would be, be a great, uh, a great addition. Um, but we will see. Uh, in the meantime, um, in addition to that closing, also on May 10th, we are losing another attraction right next door. Uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter is going to shut down the nighttime lights for an extended refurbishment. Um, you know, they are have not announced when it will reopen or what will be different when it comes back. But I'll point out that over in Hollywood, uh, they have permanently retired their version of the nighttime lights. They are only doing the dark arts show, which was originally just for Halloween. And they are doing that with drones once again. Uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, rumors and speculation about drone activity at uh, Universal Orlando. So maybe those things are connected. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it is cool. But let's see what they have planned next, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's going to be really awkward to have the Lost Continent be this land on a map that is just a restaurant and a talking <laughs> fountain. Um, you get a kebab, you, you got enough, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, and it, it also, it kind of makes me sad. You know, Islands of Adventure also used to have the Sinbad stunt show. It used right. to have way, way back once upon a time, it had used to have stuff in the Toon Lagoon Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. There used to be live entertainment, which would help soak up crowds. Um, you know, it was indoors, so it was a place you could go when it rained. Um, there's not a lot left uh, in terms right. of live indoor entertainment in that park now. No, it so, is definitely a void. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to whatever redeveloped that whole area. One, please keep Mythos in some form. Two, yes, keep, they will. keep the live actors. Um, and three, give us something to do when it rains in that. Yes. So my, my go-to is I just go to Confisco's because they have that upstairs navigators yeah. club for annual. Yes, pass for holders. annual pass holders. That's a great, great choice. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, moving on, another closure. Uh, this time at Disneyland uh, in California. We knew it was coming. We got the date finally. May 31st. Splash Mountain will be closed. Yes. Uh, obviously, we knew this was coming. They didn't announce a date because Indiana Jones was closed for a lengthy refurbishment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we can't have a closed Toontown and a closed Indiana Jones and then close this. And, you know, what do you know? Toontown opens, Indiana Jones opens, and now yep. we have Splash Mountain closing. So Yeah, it, it was a little rough there uh, going into spring break with, you know, three e-tickets e down. That, that would mm -hmm. not work. No. <clears throat> so now um, Splash Mountain's uh, last day uh, is going to be the 30th, closed as of the 31st. Um, and we got a few uh, little details. 
tidbits about what we will see when Tiana's Bayou Adventure takes over that space sometime in late 2024. Um, Mama yes. Odie will yes. be part of the attraction, uh, and she will be one of uh, at least a couple dozen animatronics that will be part of the ride. I know a lot of people were worried this was all going to be screens, um, um, but no, we are promised there will be new animatronics, uh, which I think is really important because absolutely. This, you know, this this was the home to, I think, the most number of animatronics in a single attraction at Disneyland, mm -hmm. mostly because they all came out of the old uh, Carousel Theater, the old yes. America Sings America ride. Sings. Yes. Um, that and, is just a good deep dive if you want to, like, if you oh, can't yeah. sleep one night and you want to get, like, real nerdy, look that up because it's just a good, yes. good story. But, yeah, that I think the Mama Odie was, like, the biggest part of this announcement, you know, because we were kind of waiting to hear if that would happen. She's going to be there, so... Should be exciting. Yep. And uh, in addition to that, we have a, a few other little details. Uh, along with Mama Odie and Tiana, we're going to see Prince Naveen, uh, Louis, Adora, Charlotte, Big Daddy, the King and Queen of Maldonia, and Prince Ralphie. Uh, and many of those will be reprised by the original actors mm -hmm. from the films doing the voices. Um, plus some brand new original characters. Uh, and music. And new music, oh, yes. Uh, we're, we knew we were going to get some songs from the film, but we're also going to get some brand new songs. Uh, so I love, I always love when attractions have songs written just for them. Oh, and <laughs> I think the most important part of this is that inside the queue, yes. we are going to smell beignets being oh. prepared. Um, so... Yes, that was that was really exciting. I hope they are uh, working hard on that artificial beignet scent. Um, or they could just like have the bakery for for the beignets they sell in the park, like right there in the queue. So you could just smell the real thing. That I think would be brilliant. Now I want to go to the shop, you know, that's already open and get those beignet ears, the beignet yes. fly purse. There's, you know, there's going to be some really good uh, Disney bounding, I think, when this opens. Absolutely. <laughs> Bound is a beignet. <laughs> Uh, well, so if you want one last chance to ride, uh, Disneyland's original sp Splash Mountain, uh, give a call to MEI and Mouse Fan, uh, travel because May 31st, uh, clock is ticking. Um, yes. and, uh, until then we've got some video, uh, preview from Disney D23 Expo, uh, preview of the ride model. Uh, get you excited for what is coming late next year. All right, next in other Disney news, this week coming up, as we mentioned, it's Earth Week. And on Earth Day, April 22nd, we are going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Animal Kingdom. And gosh, that makes me feel old because I was there on opening day of Animal Kingdom and I was there on the 15th anniversary, and <laughs> uh, it's hard to believe how much time has flown. Right. When I saw that, I was like, gosh, because I feel like Hollywood Studios, I remember like seeing the preview pictures mm -hmm. for that, and I'm like, wait, 25 years yep. already? This is crazy, but that means there's a lot of fun, special things happening, merch, yes. food. They're doing a, a very special uh, Tree of Life starting yes. on April 22nd. So I think that will be something to, you know, all the vloggers and bloggers will be there, you know, to catch that. Yes. Uh, the park opens at 8 a.m. on the 22nd, which is their official, uh, their official anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I would expect uh, there to be uh, a big crowd of super fans there um, with their cameras. Uh, I 
I think the last big anniversary that I attended, uh, Jane Goodall, um, who's the, the famous primatologist who's been associated with the park. Right. He was there and made a little presentation. Um, that's really cool. And yeah. that, yeah, that was really neat. Um, so, uh, who knows? They have not announced any details of what's going to happen with that, but they have announced that starting on that day, Moana finally is going to have a permanent meet and greet. Uh, it, and it, it's crazy to think I know. that she's been such a big hit. Like the, her, her, she moves a lot of merch. She, and she does. And you see, how she many little not, kids do you see dressed up as Moana? You know, exactly. And you know, there, there was such a, uh, you know, great reaction from fans when they announced that a Moana area might be coming to animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's about time. She's finally going to have her, a, <laughs> uh, her own meet and greet um, uh, in the park. So uh, that's going to be in discovery Island, probably somewhere around the tree. Um, we'll have to find out on the 22nd exactly where that spot is. Oh, definitely. And then also <laughs> there's going to be other additional character, uh, experiences from 16th through 23rd one of my favorites is the characters that float along discovery river i love just like hanging yeah. over the bridge and waving and they're dancing so they're saying there's going to be some unique characters so not sure what that means because they haven't elaborated but yeah I hope they're in some good costumes because yeah they, i hope they're gonna dig some fur out of the archives and right. maybe we'll we'll see some people who haven't been around since uh, the early days of the park, I, I, hey, I think they should put the cast of the old Tarzan Rocks show out oh, there. That would be really cool. That would be great. <laughs> um, you can also uh, invest uh, for eBay in some 25th anniversary merchandise that's actually going to drop the day before on the 21st um, with uh, stuff like a new spirit jersey for, with Kevin from Up um, and a limited edition Earth Day 2023 pin with uh, Bambi and Flower, uh, that one you can pick up right now. Yes. And then, of course, it wouldn't be an anniversary without <laughs> all the food and drinks. You, you took know, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> they kill us with all these specialties. Oh, they just dropped all the ha halfway to Halloween stuff. And I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. Uh, the one that I'm excited about for the food and drink uh, anniversary offerings at Animal Kingdom, Dawa Bar, obviously, is like one of the best little gems of a bar at any of the yeah. parks. There is a honeybee citrus blonde ale, not like a huge bee girl, a uh, beer girl, but that sounds good. That, that sounds that, really refreshing. That does sound good. And uh, I really love uh, Nomad Lounge and Tiffin's. Mm. And uh, they've got a, a special gin and bitters cocktail and a Szechuan mm. noodles. So that sounds really, really good. Yeah, and they got a, they got a lot of stuff. There's that, a uh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could spend a lot of money uh, celebrating. Um, one thing you won't have to sell, spend a lot of money uh, on if, if you got the add-on for your uh, annual pass or whatever uh, is the photo ops. They've got some limited uh, time photo pass lenses uh, with Wally and Eve. Uh, you can get them added to your magic shot. Um, and they've also got an in-person photo op created from recycled materials. That's pretty neat. Very, very interesting. And then one of my favorite things, I love Animation Academy. At oh, yeah. GCA. It's like just I feel like an artist, even though I have no skills in that world whatsoever. But they are going to be rolling out special characters in addition to the ones they normally mm. do at the animation experience at Conservation Studios. And this will be throughout April. So in addition to like the normal roster of the characters they have, mm -hmm. they're going to have Dumbo, Tigger, Simba, etc. Uh, it's just so much fun. If you haven't done it, 
do it, it seems like, what am I going to? This is really cool. Yeah, it, no, uh, this is one of those things that uh, I, I also point out in my Disneyland book, uh, mm -hmm. because the one that's an animation academy at California Adventure is very similar. It is such a hidden gem. It's one of those it things is. that people are like, this isn't a ride. This isn't a show. What do I want to do this for? And then they do it once and they're like, oh my God, I have to do that again. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> even if you are terrible, I am a terrible, terrible drawer. I can, you know, I just don't have the, but the artists walk you through it. And by the time you get to the end, you have something that actually looks halfway decent, okay. even if you I, are totally incompetent. I have created some like really good ones. I'm not an artist at all. Yeah. And then I'll go to like Trader Sands. I'm like, did you see what I made? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were like really coach you through it because these yeah. are experienced legit artists so and and one thing i've noticed that uh the one in california they have a much bigger roster of different characters that they go through oh. every day like tons and tons of different characters um it's a much shorter rotation usually in orlando uh but this time of year uh you know they're adding in all these extra characters so mm -hmm. some of these characters that you don't normally get to draw here in florida uh definitely worth checking out if you if you've got a, a kid who's a budding artist this is seriously one of those things that they could do two three times in a day and be happy right and it's good to sit down <laughs> yes and it's yeah. air conditioned it's indoors and yeah. god knows animal kingdom does not have enough shade and air conditioning mm -hmm. so definitely a place you can recharge all right um let us head on the other side of the planet to tokyo where the new warner brothers studio tour the making of Harry Potter is debuting on June 16th. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the first uh, Warner Brothers studio tour in Asia. Uh, and fans of the Wizarding World are going to want to check this out. It is just crazy how many experiences are opening with Harry Potter and stuff keeps coming every single week. It seems like we're announcing some new touring exhibit. This is like one of those franchises that like it will never quit. It just gains more speed. Well, no, I mean, if Warner Brothers has their way, they definitely won't won't quit. I mean, we've, we've just got news that there's going to be a TV series remaking mm -hmm. all of the books. Um, and it, it looks like, you know, from the from the images that they've used to promote it it looks like they're going to keep the aesthetic of the movies in terms of like the design like right. the design of hogwarts castle it still looks mm -hmm. like the hogwarts castle that we we know but all new actors in the roles so uh we'll see how that goes over with with the fans but in the meantime um if you want to celebrate the original films that's what this studio tour is about. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the existing Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts films. Uh, and it is the largest indoor Harry Potter attraction anywhere in the world right now. Right. Um, with some exclusive sets you can only see there. Definitely. Have you done the one in London? I haven't. I have not. I have never been uh, to London. Uh, if I do, this will definitely be on my list. Um, and it does look like this recreates a lot of the mm -hmm. environments that they uh, feature in London. Uh, the Great right. Hall, mm -hmm. Platform 9 and 3 quarters, Diagon Alley. Um, some of the things that we see uh, here in the parks. But the parks, you know, it's all been changed and adapted to work as a theme park. These are, are trying to be very faithful to what was seen on screen. Absolutely. Yeah, this looks really cool. Again, it looks very similar to the one in London, but obviously mm -hmm. much larger mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure they're going to be moving in the masses of people with the size and scope of this now it's the wording of this is a little interesting to me um obviously the films were not shot in tokyo 
Um, and I believe that what they have in London is a lot of the authentic sets actually right. used for filming. Here it talks about how the sets were handcrafted by filmmakers using the same methods and techniques from the movies, as opposed to being the actual sets from the movies. So, so the sets are replicas, but I imagine that there's got to be so many props. There's got to be so many, you know, multiple wands and things that's, that some of the, the props and the costumes, I imagine were probably film used, um, right. maybe a mix of film used and recreations. Absolutely. I mean, and this is, these movies were all made in like a different day and age, you know, like mm -hmm. six years ago, they didn't preserve any filming costumes and props, you know, it was like thrown mm -hmm. out. So I'd imagine that Warner Brothers has like a warehouse. Oh yeah. At least preserved a lot of it. So yes, yeah. it'll be, you know, replicas and whatnot, but I'm assuming there's going to be a good deal of legit stuff. Well, uh, some of the things that you're going to get to see is um, Harry's uh, flying bloom broomstick, uh, the purple uh, night bus, mm -hmm. and pensive used by Dumbledore uh, and Harry in the films. Um, you also get to see the giant miniature. Uh, I guess it's a bigature of <laughs> Hogwarts Castle mm -hmm. that was used for VFX shots. Um, and most importantly, uh, <laughs> you have a place where you can buy magical treats and butterbeer outside of the theme parks. I understand that they use the same recipe uh, at the tours uh, that they Ooh. do at the theme parks. Um, so someone has to taste test that and let us know if it tastes yeah. the same. I mean, we know how much the Asian audience loves theme parks, mm -hmm. love Harry Potter. This is going to be, a, I'm sure, a roaring success. And, you know, I, I'm always shocked when I read about the prices of attractions in uh, oh my Japan God. and see how amazingly reasonable uh, yeah. adult tickets start at about $47. Um, uh, kids tickets at about $39 uh, to $29. Uh, I mean, that's that's half of what it would be if it was, uh, you know, in, in Florida. Right. So, um you can uh you must book tickets in advance don't just fly to tokyo and and show up no. at the door uh <laughs> you want to go to wbstudiotour.jp slash en uh for information in english um or i'm sure uh, mei and mouse fan travel can yes. help you plan that tour this is a travel agent trip for sure <laughs> yes yes uh yeah you know i i just uh, had someone contact me about planning a trip and i was like Talk to a travel agent. Don't try to book it yourself. It's right. really, really worth it. Um, and it doesn't cost you a penny. All right. Next up, uh, we're heading from Japan to Canada, where the world's first Tundra Twister, quote unquote, flat ride is coming to Canada's Wonderland. And I know they call this a flat ride, but it looks anything but flat to right. me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you know, we talked about that Serengeti swing that they opened mm -hmm. at, uh, Bush, at Garden. Bush Gardens. And this looks like they took one of those and then slapped a second spinning ride onto the end of it. Uh, wow. This one this looks is intense serious lunch liberator that's for sure <laughs> i'll definitely gladly go up and look at it but uh i don't know saren said he loved the one at bush garden so yep he yeah yeah he did <laughs> well this one is a giant world's first 360 degree spinning swing ride it's going to be installed in the frontier canada area of the park and it will uh, spin, twist, and flip you upside down 154 feet in the air at 46 miles an hour. 
and I can't even imagine what the G forces are going to be when it hits the bottom of that swing. Like that, yeah. that little animated gif there is making me ill. Same. <laughs> um, I get like I need I need to scroll up. So take yeah, that off. Yeah, the I was like, please scroll. Please <laughs> scroll. <laughs> but no, it's an exciting time for the park. It's owned by Cedar Fair. They're putting a lot of work into things. They're adding an 18th roller coaster. 18. That's yes. crazy. Uh, Snoopy's Racing Railway, Family Coaster, Launch Coaster. Uh, they're doing a lot there. Have you been to Canada's Wonderland? I have not. Um and uh, someday, hopefully, I'll make a trip up there. Uh, their wow. season starts on May 5th. Um, and they've got more than 200 attractions at the park. Uh, so it sounds like it could be worth a trip. Yes. I'm trying to. I have a concert ticket. I can't even look at that. I can't even look at that animation. Every time I scroll past it, I just feel a little, oh. I know. I, I mean, I'm not going to go on it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way that would just be a recipe for disaster. Um, but no, I have concert tickets in Toronto in July. Oh, but, okay. um, we haven't been able to get flights yet because they're just out of control. But if I do, I am going to plan a little day to go here. Cause this has been like high up top of my theme park bucket list for a little while now. And mm -hmm. I just, people say it's amazing. It's beautiful. They said it's the most beautiful of the Cedar Fair parks. I'd say it a lot. Things, yeah. So, look okay. about to explore here. Well, you will have to make the trip and report back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I added this one uh, to the list, uh, late breaking. Um, as of the 15th, Jumanji the Labyrinth has opened at Gardaland Resort in Italy. Uh, and this is, you know, not one of those European resorts a lot of people talk about, you know, people talk about Disneyland Paris or Efteling or Europa. Uh, but this one in Italy has been stepping it up first with a Jumanji dark ride. And now they have opened a Jumanji walkthrough experience based on the blockbusters, Sony Pictures Entertainment film franchise. And I just love this, these no Earthstad, <laughs> you know, uh, characters. Uh, yes. I just I love the the kind of slightly skinny dude they got playing Dwayne the Rock Jones. Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they found someone who was bald, and that's about it. Is that good enough? He's working it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the attraction itself looks pretty neat. Uh, yeah. You you get to explore um, uh, a, a series of uh, environments. Um, you know, you enter the, through this uh, green vortex and explore a mirror maze and a jungle labyrinth. Um, and it, I, I love those kind of things. I love um, like the, the walk through Alice's Labyrinth in, in Disneyland Paris and other kind of walk through attractions like that. You would have loved the one at Kathmandu. There was um, one. It was. I, there was I've no, heard good things about that. Yeah, it was multi rooms, and there was someone with you, and that, it was that sense of urgency, like on Rise of the Resistance. And I just uh -huh. loved that because I feel like run, you gotta go. You know, it's it's something special about that. And no, this looks really cool. It's it's crazy to me because, like you said, we hear so much about these other parks, mm -hmm. but I think I'm most interested in what they're working on right now. There's a lot of cool stuff. And isn't there like a section of the hotel that's also Jumanji rooms and stuff? I think we had discussed that. Yeah, I, I think we, I think we, we've talked about, um, right. uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, they've, they've really been stepping it up. Um, tickets also at this park are very reasonable, uh, starts at around 39 euros, which is about $43. Um, and, uh, there's some videos. We've actually got a video 
on our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, showing you a bit of that dark ride, uh, which for, you know, a smaller park, uh, they did a pretty nice job on it. Right. No, it looks, looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely on the list. <laughs> so, uh, for more information about this park, you can go to gardaland.it slash en for their English language website. And for our last piece of news, adults are going to get a chance to glow with the foam, I guess, uh, during a nighttime foam party coming to the Island H2O water park in Kissimmee. Yes. Uh, if you, are you a foam party fan? <laughs> I, I, I think I've probably aged out of my foam right. party days, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but if you're a little younger than me uh, and uh, you like getting sudsy uh, and drinking some adult beverages, which is always a great combination, yes. uh, this is going to take place on April 29th from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, leave the kids at home. Um, you can swim and sip the night away. Uh, it's going to be an exclusive after hours party. Uh, with short wait times, uh, DJs uh, playing music, and poolside drinks and food. No, this sounds so fun because a lot of times in the summer in Orlando, it's so humid at night. Like, I get hotter at night sometimes. You uh -huh. just feel that stench in the air. And to go on a nice, you know, to swim or do something, it's like the perfect time to do so. Yep. Um, this is definitely an interesting way to cool down. I just wonder uh, what happens to all that foam. Like, does it just all break down by the morning and is gone? They just come uh, in with big, like, what do you call that? Spray it down. Washer. Or wash it down. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. So it's exclusive to guests 18 and older. Uh, and right now they are selling early bird tickets for $25. It's uh, a good deal for an after yeah. hour set. Yeah, uh, and if you're a season pass holder, you can go for $20. Otherwise, the regular admission is going to be $30, uh, and they can you can pregame uh, the event uh, at Margaritaville's Promenade at Sunset Walk, which has got all sorts of bars and restaurants, including uh, a Fat Tuesdays. Yes, I was excited about this because, you know, we have the Fat Tuesday kiosk at City Walk and whatnot, <laughs> but... The last time I'd been to like a walk-in Fat Tuesdays was South Street Seaport, or no, I think South Street in Philadelphia has that oh, walk-in. Wow. Um, yeah, I've only seen them as walk-up windows, and, yeah. and uh, you know, so uh, ours never uh, an actual indoor one. Open, but... All right, well, if this the idea of being in a giant bath with lots of other drunk strangers appeals to you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> head to islandh2owaterpark.com right now and you can purchase tickets for this event and uh, I gotta say the last time I think uh, I was in foam like that was when they filled up Toon Lagoon uh, with that for Treaks and Foons uh, yeah back in, was that 20 years ago almost I, you know I remember that going way back and I think of it all the time. Like, I, I don't know why I was like, did I ever have like a weird memory oh, yeah, of yeah. being in foam? And <laughs> One of those Mandela effect things. It's like, did yeah. that really happen? Yes, it happened. <laughs> Once. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, before we get into our uh, big story of the week, uh, it is time for us to hear a brief word from our sponsors. 
The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at MEI-Travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right, our main attraction, and uh, I know some folks in our chat were happy to talk about this this mm-hmm. week. Disneyland After Dark Pride Night is debuting in June. This is the first ever official uh, Disneyland uh, LGBTQ plus event to be held in the park. Um, they have had Gay Days events uh, yeah. years, which were unofficial events held mm-hmm. by groups but i think this is the first time that disneyland themselves has uh you know had an official um after hours event uh like this yes absolutely uh uh the logo and everything looks a lot like disneyland paris did one last year yes disneyland paris has done them it looked out of control like the best after hours event ever with the parades the lights Mm -hmm. and everything so when i heard about this i was like oh my god i I feel like they're gonna blow it up just like disneyland paris did this is exciting news after hour events are insanely popular at disneyland park so this is great and you know a lot of people are stoked absolutely um like all of the uh disneyland after hours uh or the disneyland after dark events uh you get uh, themed entertainment, you get Disney characters wearing special costumes, you get one-of-a-kind photo opportunities, and special menu items and merchandise. Um, I don't believe there's any attraction overlays that they've come up with, uh, mm-hmm. but I know that there will be uh, rainbow lighting and uh, DJs. Um, this will certainly uh, have some great dance parties, um, and you will have an exclusive opportunity to take pictures with uh, the Fab Five and their friends uh, dressed up in rainbow pride costumes. Yes. I was very happy that, you know, companies do like feeble attempts at doing something and they just slap like a rainbow on something. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that the costumes are not like so cliche, you know, like they actually really put effort and time into it. They're really mm-hmm. adorable. And it's not just like Mickey with a rainbow on him, you know, cause that just feels so, you know, constructed. Um, and of course with this event, you'll get your mix in, which I love at Disneyland. Yes. Events, so you can go in three hours before, so you don't need to get a day ticket so this is like perfect if you're on a trip and you just want to maybe like hit downtown disney for lunch Mm -hmm. sleep in pool and then get to the park for when you can mix in yeah you know i i for the unofficial guide i've done some analysis of you know the price per hour of what Mm -hmm. these events work out versus buying a regular day ticket um and uh you are you are paying uh, a few dollars more per hour uh you know, because you're getting three hours in the park before the event starts, and then the event itself runs from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. You put that together, you divide it up. Um, you know, it's it's uh, more expensive than spending a full day in the park. However, the difference is uh, they don't run Genie Plus and Lightning right. Lane during these events. So the standby lines, uh, you know, first, it's already fewer people in the park. Uh, and most of the people are there who are, are more interested in the photo ops and, you right. know, you know, 
getting a, a meet and greet uh, than riding a ride. Right. You, have so to you can knock it. out a lot of rides mm -hmm. in the evening uh, if that's exactly. your priority. Because if you are there to really take advantage of all like the food and entertainment, which it's really kind of impossible to do that, mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be riding rides. Honestly, you have to the end. Yeah. You have to pick your battles with this. If you are focused on characters, then you're going to see characters. If you're po focused on trying the food, then that's. But you you got to do pick what pick your battles at these things. Oh, because... I like oogie boogie bash. I plan my tactic like mm -hmm. down to a T of what I'm doing because there's just so much, and it's like you have to know like oh maybe it's better to go to this time parade yeah. because of this. Uh, same deal with this. I, I think I'm mostly excited for the country line dancing inside <laughs> the Golden Horseshoe. Yes, yes. Um, you know, the Golden Horseshoe uh, does not uh, get enough attention these days, especially since there isn't a good regular show in there anywhere. You know, right. it's not like the days when there's Billy Hillbillies when uh, right. uh, were I mean, in there. You got the a little piano man in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, not, it's not the same. So it's great to have uh, some, a real draw in there. Um, also dance clubs, you're going to have an Ohana dance party over right. in Tomorrowland T Terrace with Stitch, um, and a Pride Night dance club by the Rivers of America. Um, and, uh, they specifically call out Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones Adventure, and Big Thunder Mountain that are attractions that are going to be open. Um, and, uh, there are exclusive snacks, uh, for the party. There's a chocolate almond churro in New Orleans um, square, a spiced beef potato loaded bites at Rose red tavern, uh, and a berry cheesecake funnel cake at stage door. That sounds pretty good. Oh, Disneyland knocks it out of the park with all of their limited time and seasonal offerings. And I'm sure these are going to be just as good. Um, so, uh, Ticket sales for this, if you are listening uh, as the, we record this live and you're a Magic Key holder, tomorrow, uh, the 18th, is when you can uh, purchase these. They're going to go on sale at 9 a.m. Pacific, and I'm sure they'll crash the server, as always. Uh, general public, you've got on 420 uh, at 9 a.m., you can start uh, buying your tickets. Uh, limit eight per person. And there are no discounts on these. Sorry, annual or magic key holders. Right. Uh, this is gonna sell out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is gonna go real quick. This is gonna this is gonna be one of those like the first year Oogie came back after COVID. It was like a six hour queue I waited in. I feel like it's yeah, probably yeah. gonna be that or even more intense because this is again the first of its time for Disneyland mm -hmm. Park. Uh, yes. <laughs> they, you know, they have really doubled down on these Disneyland after dark events, yeah. mm -hmm. um, at least in Disneyland park. Um, I, the thing that I did notice is villains night, which I attended, uh, mm -hmm. when they did it last time, uh, has not come back to the schedule. Um, and they really haven't done any of these after dark events in DCA. Uh, so, you know, I'm wondering if Villains Night is dead and they're just going to concentrate on Oogie Boogie. We also haven't heard anything about a Merriest, uh, Nights coming back. Uh, right. the, the Christmas hard ticket event only mm -hmm. came, was one year and it did, uh, sell pretty well, but they have not, uh, talked any about bringing it back. Right. Um, I like but, the way they do this after dark series because mm -hmm. it's like, Maybe a couple nights, different themes. You have that throwback night, princess night. I think it works for the Disneyland audience mm -hmm. as opposed to doing like one event that's through a stretch. You know, Oogie Boogie Bash is different because that is, you know, that's like the crown jewel to me of a Disneyland event. But I love the way they do these kind of one-offs. 
Yeah, and uh, just a reminder, if you are a uh, visitor to the parks during time that any of these after dark events are happening, uh, you know, check the calendar. If you are not planning on attending one of these events, you probably want to go uh, to the other park or have a park hopper on that day um, right. because uh, the Disneyland's going to close early and it's going to get a flood of people coming in the mix in in the evening. Um, so, you know, you probably don't want to do your only Disneyland day on that day. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that just about brings us to the end of yet another yeah. chapter in the attractions podcast but before we go we want to thank as always our sponsor mei and mouse fan travel and once again i want to remind everyone please give us a review on apple podcasts and leave us a rating on spotify it really helps us get the word out if you want to find more coverage from all of us and attractions magazine on the interwebs you can find me at the ug series on twitter at the unofficial guides on instagram and at the unofficialguides.com. Carly, where can everyone find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Adventures by Carly and on Twitter at Carly Caramana. All right. And you can always find the entire Attractions Magazine team for you here for you 24-7 at attractionsmagazine.com, at Attractions on Twitter, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, at youtube.com slash attractions magazine, and at attractions on TikTok. Until next week, we hope you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye.